I guess a big part of serious fiction's purpose is to give the reader, who like all of us is marooned in her own skull, imaginative access to other selves. David Foster Wallace. Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and I hope you're all doing well as we reach the midpoint of the week. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about an often overlooked type of fiction, the novella. We all know about novels, we all know about short stories, but most of us maybe don't know a lot about the novella or don't give it much thought if we do. But it's something you definitely should be thinking about both as a reader and a writer because they can be both fun to write and a lot of fun to read. Today's episode is going to focus more on the reading aspect of it, but in the future, we'll talk a little bit more about the writing. It's not a lot different than writing a novel or a short story. It's just a middle length. But in any case, let's get started. First, let's define what we're talking about here. As there is some debate whenever classifying works of fiction by word count, which is what we're doing. In general, it breaks down like this. A novel is any work over 50,000 words. A novella is between 19,000 and 50,000 words. A novelette is between 7,500 and 19,000 words, although that could also be considered just a long short story. Short stories typically 1,000 to 7,500 words, and flash fiction is any work under 1,000 words. Now there's a gray no man's land in here as well. Many critics, publishers, literary awards committees, etc., start the end of the novella count and the start of the novel category at 40,000 words while others hold fast to the 50,000 I just mentioned. Thus, there are numerous books that some would consider a novella, while others would firmly argue was a novel. Brett Easton Ellis' classic Less Than Zero is one of these, coming in at roughly 48,000 words. But in practice, I've never heard anyone call it a novella. Most authors seem to hate the term novella anyway, maybe because it's just not as cool as novel. After all, no one grows up wanting to be a great novellaist. Even Hemingway's Pulitzer Prize winning The Old Man in the Sea is always called a novel, though it's only 27,000 words long. Usually in cases like this, the term short novel is employed. Less stigma there, I guess. Hemingway just called Old Man in the Sea a novel. But when you're Hemingway, you do whatever the hell you want anyway. So what's the point of all this? As if you really expect me to stick to a point about anything. Well, I've obviously talked at length about novels, done a series of short story Saturday episodes, and extolled the virtue of flash fiction in our Twitter-obsessed world. But the novella, or short novel if you just can't get your head around the term, 
deserves our attention too, for a few good reasons. First, you can read them more quickly than a novel, which means you can get through more books while getting more in-depth plot, detail, characterization, etc. than you would in a short story collection. Now, is reading three 150-page novellas better than one 450-page novel? No, not in and of itself. It all depends, as always, on the quality. Second, novellas can be a great introduction to an author's longer works, especially if that author can be challenging to read. If you had trouble, like I did, getting into Gabriel Garcia Marquez's 100 Years of Solitude, maybe instead start with one of his short novels, like Memories of My Melancholy Whores. You get acclimated to his writing style, while still making visible progress and not getting discouraged by the 450 pages that still lay ahead of you. Now mentioning Marquez also brings up another point about novellas. They can be a great way to start exploring foreign authors, as a large number write novellas either exclusively or at least predominantly. Here's a short stack I'm currently working my way through. Severina by Rodrigo Rey Rosa from Guatemala. The Festival of Insignificance by Milan Kundera from the Czech Republic. The Literary Conference by Cesar Ira from Argentina. The Black Notebook by Patrick Modiano from France. And Faces in the Crowd by Valeria Lucelli from Mexico. In a time of pandemic, when travel is at a standstill, this isn't a bad way to explore the world through someone else's eyes. There are other good reasons for diving into this hidden corner of fiction. Novellas like the ones I just mentioned are almost all put out by smaller independent presses, and thus have little or none of the cookie-cutter sameness you often get in books from the major mainstream publishers. These small presses take the risk on a new or lesser-known author, and we get the reward as readers. Also, since they almost always release as paperbacks from the start and are smaller in page count, you're paying around $13 new rather than $28 for the latest Patricia Cornwell hardcover or $18 for that same book a year later after initial publication when the paperback comes out. Let me wrap up this novella-sized episode with this thought. You may wonder why I chose the quote from David Foster Wallace as an epigraph. Why pick a well-known, long, wordy author for an episode about short novels? Exactly to show you that a book doesn't have to be as big as a cinder block to be great. And here's a final bit of encouragement if you're for some odd reason hesitant about novellas. You've been reading them your whole life. Just a few classics that fall into the category include everything from Stephen King's Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption to Henry James's The Turn of the Screw to Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men to Dickens' A Christmas Carol. God bless them, everyone. Stay safe out there, dear readers. Read some novellas. And we'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming, and it will also go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.